This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. Alright, and we're rolling. And What's on up? this week of Waterfowl Wednesday, how's that for an announcement? Um, oh dude, I gotta get you, I'm today, tonight, I'm what? getting you I'm getting you a sound file to replace the, geek, the goose noises in your intro. <laughs> and I'm going to look forward to hearing. At this point now, I kind of like it to keep it just to torture oh, you. With. Dude, oh, dude, it does torture <laughs> me. Like, Why don't we change that like every week? What? Uh, still, I got to go you know what? I have to go through all my files. I'm going to have to repiece everything together. Oh, dude, my it would God. take you so five work. minutes, wouldn't it? It, it wouldn't. <sighs> it wouldn't be a lot of work, would it? Seven. But here's another thing. I haven't given it to you, man. It would take me even less time. It's taking ten seconds, <laughs> <laughs> and I what still do haven't done it. What we need to do is get like an actual recording out in the wild. That's what we should do. Just replace the whole the whole works. Whoa! But there's a red tarsal. I don't know that I've shot my gun when I've gone hunting with you, so it, diff- most people don't. It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I just found a red tarsal band. Ooh, that red would be with white cool. letters. That would be cool. Guess where it is? Not this no country. Idea. Not this not country. This, not this continent. Well, Damn we're it. not talking about bandings Bands. and collards this time around. We're gonna we're 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 we're, bitch, we're guide bitching. We're gonna complain. I'm gonna complain about complainers. Is what I'm gonna do. Oh, okay. Client complaining clients. No, just I don't know. Sometimes just I get in general complainers. I just see the, the the negativity on online once in a while, and it just gets under my skin a little bit. Just gets my goat. Okay, so 
like what? So th- this came about after your little stint down in Oklahoma, correct? Right. Kind yeah, of what? Kind I, uh, of what spurred I'm it on? Sure. Yeah, and I made a post about that uh, that hybrid we got, and somebody wrote, and I know they did it in jest, but they said like, looks like Nick J needs a guide to kill birds, and I just don't get it where this attitude of like I'm better than to pay for a hunt comes from because oh I see what you're saying I've hired many guides from Mexico to Canada and I've enjoyed my experiences with them immensely like I'm a hardcore waterfowler I know how to scout better than a scouter life I got <laughs> I have more resources than my phone can hold for getting on birds and finding birds and I fly with decoys sometimes I mean it's just fun as shit to hire a guide. And I just don't know why people are like kind of thumb their nose at it in a way and think they're, it's a macho. I'm better than scenario. Hmm. Have you seen that at all? Like with your experience guiding? I haven't seen it so much on the hunting side of things, but I, I mean, personally I have seen it on like forums and threads and whatever else, but me personally, I've only really seen it, for fishing like i would pay for an ad on facebook to you know for my fishing guiding service and then the comments i would get on that are all like oh i'll just get a walmart rod and a that's too much money for a day of fishing it only cost me twenty dollars for a rod and reel and a bucket of worms you know it's like well go then then you should probably do that then (laughs) i mean it's not it it, it, and i think it's weird it's me it bugs me because it's like you're categorizing the only enjoyment you can possibly get out of hiring a guide is the act of you pulling the trigger on this animal and being successful. And that's why you hire a guide. That's what you, the reason you're looking and searching for a guide because you need somebody to assist you in your success for your enjoyment. It's like, there's so much more enjoyable aspects to when you go to like a new location, even your hometown and hire a guide service just for that morning and or for even a three or a five day excursion like you can meet a really cool guide who probably has a lot of local knowledge and bullshit with them all day the other clients are usually from other parts of the country they're great conversationalists a lot of uh, a lot of times and i don't know you just i just enjoy the shit out of like especially since i've been a guide so much like i will show up with my coffee and be like yeah where do i sit right (laughs) i love that dude no, I but, I agree. I mean, I've I've I haven't done hunting guides much. Um, I've when I'm out a state, a lot of times I'll hire a fishing guide. I mean, I don't know the local waters. A lot of times I'm not traveling with my boat, and I'm not traveling with my fishing rods or tackle or anything else. It's like, well, it just doesn't even make sense. But even if I did, I mean, the time that like my brother and we all went down to and his family and oh, there was a bunch of us in my family anyways we went down to the keys and he actually trailered his boat from south carolina all the way into the keys well the first day we hired a guide on our boat because mm-hmm. to just show us what was going on and then the rest of the week we were left to our you know left to ourselves to figure it out it's like that just makes that just cuts down the learning curve like i wouldn't do that like it's i'm a, i'm a, i'm a guide myself you know like it's not that i need a guide to catch fish but in certain times maybe i do or at least helps same thing with hunting it's like just like i said if you go off to 
state you've never been to, sure, you could take 10 days off instead of four. So you can drive around for four days, figuring out the landscape, maybe getting permission, maybe not with your, you know, spending however much money on gas, hauling your decoy trailer around. Exactly. To, to not shoot geese because you couldn't get on any land. Then you hunt some piece of shit public water and don't do anything. Or you could give a, you can give a guide 150 bucks for a day and probably have a pretty good chance of shooting a goose. At least you're not okay. wasting time driving around. And you're having fun. You're meeting interesting people from around the country. Um, and you don't have to work. Like, just show up and then you're like, adios. That was right. a great time, fellas. <laughs> right. Catch you later. <laughs> or, and maybe go out, maybe go out and get some breakfast with everybody. Right. Maybe not. Who cares? Right. But like, um, and if you like picking up decoys, I... they're not going to tell you to not. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so not. that's one aspect of the negativity that gets under my craw. And uh, another one is when you see people ragging on guide services for coming into my area and leasing up all oh, our yeah. fields. Yep. Lease leasing up all our fields. Like how many fields can a guide service lease? Like right. let's just I mean how many? Is it a million? Cuz it's not. So it's less than a million. Yeah, there's a, there's <laughs> going to be a point of diminishing return. Like it costs money to lease these fields. It only yeah, runs it, so many hunters. So you're not going to pay $500 on a field. You get $480 worth of revenue. off. Exactly. <laughs> so it's got to be a field. You can run multiple hunts throughout the season on. And then anything else that you maybe could get a good hunt off here and there. It's not getting leased. Right. And that's just like, what? It's, These people it's kind of like the monster in the closet thing. It's like, it's an easy target for them to demonize their own shortcomings as a hunter, you know, I right. had a shitty hunt or I had a shitty season. Well, I saw, I saw a guide truck in, on my turf or in the area and I've never seen them there before. So that must be why I had a shitty season this year. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you this for me, last fall was really weird for me. I didn't have a lot of great hunts and I don't remember seeing a single guide outfit, you know, other than me. And I didn't have any leases, so I don't, right. I don't know what I get to blame it on, but it for sure shit ain't guides leasing up all my land. Right, and then even if a guide does come in and lease a very hot field, like maybe even you had the sole permission on it, I could see being a little bit like, fuck, you know, like that used to be mine and now it's not. Well, you mean it still is if you give the guy 150 bucks or whatever his day rate is. Right. So it's like, it's well, not restricting access to these good fields. It's actually expanding them greatly. How about this? I did have clients lined up to hunt this land, and I thought I had an agreement with the landowner this past fall. And then come that weekend, turns out, you know, I told him what field I was looking at hunting. He's like, oh, I got people in that field. Well, about this Ooh, field? Oh, I got people in that field too. And that, so it's like, shit, I got clients and now I'm, I'm on to plan D. I don't even know if a goose has ever flown over this field, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, this Should've sucks. Got that on paper. So I got, you know, so it happened opposite. I got the guy <laughs> got, got screwed by just wreck, you know, just everyday weekend. But it's like, okay, whatever. I didn't, I didn't clear that enough with the landowner. You know, I didn't get sole permission, if you will. And part of me doesn't want sole permission, you know. Right. Um, 
I get it. I understand the frustration. You know, if, if you'd been dealing with a certain landowner for years and somebody comes in with a lot of cash and suddenly that's off your table, yeah, that's going to suck. But you have to look at it from the guide's perspective. Like if you're trying to run a business, just like what happened to me, you can't leave it up to chance. Like that's not fair to your paying clients. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, – you need to have a secure place. They're paying you money. <laughs> and the and reason they're paying you money is for a better than average chance at actually killing I think that goose. money. I think that money goes far beyond – hunting that day i think if you are a client in a guide service then you pretty much positioned yourself as an investor in in otherwise unattainable hunting situations for example a pit blind that costs twelve thousand dollars to build like you have right. contributed some you're an invest you have invested in this otherwise not existing cool scenario or um long-term leases like your money gets put more than just towards that hunt but you are now kind of like part of a communal pot that goes towards you know leasing cool spots building cool duck blinds having nice decoys like um i just think it's a good investment to go hunting with a guide yeah comfortable blinds yeah for sure for sure it is and not just for you but for the community right um it's for the children (laughs) and you know what (laughs) I've guided a hell of a lot of kids that had a blast. Oh, I, heck yeah, dude. That's one of the most rewarding oh. like experiences guiding when like you for sure saw that goose get shot by that kid. Like you were watching it diligently. You're not shooting. You go out there, run it, and hand that kid that goose. Like see the smile on their face, you're like, God damn right. And then you see some jackass some jackass online, like they're releasing up all these fields. Like, fuck you. Yeah, dude, <laughs> it happened to me this past fall. I mean, I had uh, this this dad, a grandpa dad and uh Son came out from Colorado, of all places, and uh, took him out hunting, and they all they all shot their first goose. And kudos to the dad. He's the one that was like, you know, we live in the cities. We don't really have much. You know, I just wanted to expose my kid to this other culture, culture of hunting. He was kind of curious about it, and my dad didn't do it, and I didn't do it. So I, th- I thought, what the hell, let's give this a try, you know. And each one of them got to kill a goose. It was pretty sweet, and no question, that kid, very first time he pulled the trigger on a shotgun, killed a goose. And then let's dig a little deeper into the expense of it, because people are like, it costs that much to shoot three birds? No, first of all, there's no guarantee you're going to shoot shit. Right. And then second of all, think about the costs associated with hunting, because when you do it alone, it's not free. So you hire a guide, you're bringing no equipment, okay, borrow the wife's car you just saved 30 dollars in gasoline plus you didn't scout last night what is that maybe an additional 50 dollars in gasoline now you're 80 dollars ahead on this whatever it is 200 dollars a day to go hunting with that dude so now you got 120 dollars invested and um you can start chipping away at that cash too when you really think about it oh. like i'm not buying this i'm not getting an oil change i'm not putting wear and tear on my decoys i'm not breaking my pointless flag it's such a better deal (laughs) money-wise i can't tell you like when i first started snow goose hunting like we'd go out there and leave frustrated more times than not and the same conversation would happen every spring on the way home like we should just sell everything we have and and just get a guide this is so stupid like (laughs) buying more decoys every year hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars 
money on gas, driving around the country from southern, you know, to the south and north and back again, just everywhere to shoot two birds. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, so I'll much easier the- to walk out with a hundred a wad of one hundred fifty dollars. Like you said, let's take somebody's car that gets thirty five miles a gallon, drive out there, show up, sit down on a blind, shoot some birds or not, but you're still leaving way ahead <laughs> of the game. <laughs> like, right? It's not even close. No, it it's not. And I mean, I, I, the first time I saw somebody do that it was a retired school teacher named Bob, and he had sold all of his hunting gear, and he decided he's going to go with guides so it was phil schmidt with goosebusters and we took him on his first hunt and then he had phil bust out his calendar and he think he booked 15 days on the spot like wow. right there which is like 150 with a 50 percent deposit so 15 times 150 divided by two you just cut him a check shlink and that dude went on some fucking awesome hunts. I bet. And he still <laughs> and I, came out ahead. <laughs> and that's like what his rationale was. And I mean, it was kind of shocking to see somebody cut a check for that amount of money, like to go hunting with Phil. But like, uh, he probably like sold all of his hey, equipment, it, and it, that's say, where that money is. Is it is it shocking for someone who buys an entire snow goose trailer. spread trailer, snow goose spread, everything for however many thousands of dollars? To then right, like, have to go out there and do all of the work theirself. How much is ten dozen full bodies, brand new, oh, with a tandem axle track trailer <laughs> with like five layout blinds and? Well, you got about seven grand just for the trailer. Right. How many guided trips does that buy, including airfare, including lodging, including Tony Vandebar? I think you're <laughs> looking at. I think you'd be looking at. I would say conservatively. For a competitive snow goose spread, we're talking brand new prices now. Trailer, decoys, blinds. I won't even throw a wheeler in there. We'll just do that. You're looking at at least fifteen grand. Right. That's a lot of. Uh, divide that by a hundred and fifty bucks per day. And guess what? You don't have a spot to hunt. Right. <laughs> right. You still have to pay for gas driving or pulling that trailer around, getting it stuck and. You know, backcountry <laughs> roads and rutting up all you out of staters, rutting up our roads. So I, love, I don't know. Like, I love how locals trucks somehow don't create ruts. It's pretty magical. Yeah. But anyways, so that's a when you side when you hear rant. a guy talking, <laughs> when you hear a guy talking, and he's like, you know, I I'd never pay somebody to take me hunting. It's like, why not? Are you dumb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you want to spend all this money? Like you don't just take some investment and chip it in towards. Like all these benefits you could get from hunting with a guide, you're just gonna thumb your nose at it and pretend you're better, even though you're the one well, making stupid decisions. And also, like, <laughs> okay, that's you, and that's fine because I've I've gone through that stage, if you will. I just didn't voice my opinion online, but I didn't I didn't say that everybody should have my opinion. You know, as I was getting used and I was all excited about it, and I wanted to get decoys, and I liked the process of scouting and all. Like, I loved all of for it for sure. So for I wanted sure. to do it, and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to hire a guide because I like doing this part of it. But to, things change. You get older. You just can't physically do the work, or maybe you don't have the time. Maybe you know your job just got busy. I still want to hunt, but I don't have time to scout, and I was still like some measure of success. So I'm gonna hire a guide. You know, it's like everybody's situation is different so to sit there and just say well i don't want to do this so nobody should it's stupid if anybody does this that's just so egotistical and narcissistic i mean it's right 
Dude, there's a whole Always, world outside of your own eyeballs there, buddy. If you oh, if you get better, I find this that if you get better at hunting, you're gonna have more enjoyment. But also, if you get better at setting your expectations for enjoyment, you can really enjoy hunting a lot more. <laughs> like, okay, like tomorrow, expect I expect the worst, not, and you'll always have a good hunt. <laughs> we're, I don't expect to shoot a limit, but I'm taking a kid hunting, and if I could get him his first bird, that would be really exciting for me. Or if I see my dog make a retreat, you know, something, right. just, it doesn't have to be on the pile pick, but set that beforehand. Look at the weather. Like, okay, tomorrow's probably going to suck ass. How am I going to enjoy this? Right. It seems like this past fall though, you're like, how can I make this as miserable I... as possible <laughs> and not can, be successful? What can, what can I do <laughs> to increase the chances that I don't shoot a bird today? How yeah. about... <laughs> Go sit <laughs> in a public land, tall grass prairie with six decoys and not knowing if a goose has ever flown over it before. Deal. That, that is, <laughs> that's one method of getting enjoyment out of hunting. <laughs> no doubt about it. That was enjoyable. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> but there is an element hey i enjoyed watching you do it i even did it with you a couple times uh it was there is something fun about the the experiment of let's see if this works you know it's true there i is. think both of us have uh, have shot enough birds you know we've, we've moved beyond that we need to have a dead bird in our hand for it to be a successful hunt as cliche as that sounds but it's it's true and so right. i like that experimentation part of it like let's see if this works hey i wonder if you know I wonder if there's birds up there. I wonder if this would work. Or let's try this. Like, I'm in. Like, And the whole experience you just described about buying decoys and scouting, like, it is not fun to be good at hunting. It is fun to get good at hunting. That's a good Like, le- the learning. The mm-hmm. learning. Being a good hunter is squishing ants. Like, it's not very – it gets boring quick. Right, yeah. If you don't change your scenario, you don't change what you're learning, you don't change – if you don't like put yourself out there and like, all right, today I'm going to try something totally different and I'm going to fucking fail at it. Right. But you learn a little bit like, ah, you know, there's a little something there. Like that's, what's fun to me, at least. I don't know. Sometimes yeah, for sure. And sticking on the, on the, the topic of guiding, you know, when people give a lot of people have this, I shouldn't say a lot, the, 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 the loud minority, um, where they have this thing where guides are just screwing you and they're taking their money and they just want to be lazy and do this. It's like, no, dude, I don't know who you've been guiding with, but I personally don't know a single guide that hopes birds don't fly that day. That hopes that birds just don't do it dirty to 10 yards. Like they all want that. (laughs) Like, well, why would I not want you to be successful? I'm not going to get returned customers if you're not successful. B, like, that's just miserable for everybody involved. You're pouty and pissy because nothing happened and you're shooting me daggers across the blind and, you know, I'm pouty and pissy because you want me to do whatever. Like, I can't make birds fly or whatever. I don't even care, apparently. I just I just want to get paid for doing nothing. Like, I want the season to be as long as possible with as low of a limit as <laughs> one per person. Per, one per just, person. doesn't make sense. Or like just have everybody, every client, if you could be picky and choosy, like have them prove they can get at least sixteen on this sporting place course right. before they yeah, hunt with exactly. You. First of all, if I was a lazy guide, I would do everything in my power to like limit out in ten minutes. Because yeah, then we're done. Now I get to go home and lay on the couch and drink beer and scratch myself. 
Like that, that's... and prepare for tomorrow's hunt, and make right. sure that yeah. the next group coming in has got a secure location. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, I mean that's most guides, and I have yet, and and maybe people just run into a guy that had a bad day. Maybe his dog died. Maybe he's got in a fight with his old lady. Who knows? Could be a number of things. He, everybody has bad days. Maybe they're in a pissy mood for whatever reason. Who knows? But I've yet to run into a single guide that just doesn't want you to have the best time possible. Right. And and they want to have a good time too. And they want to see smiles and get high fives and be told they're awesome. Yeah. I can tell you it sucks when the birds are being dicks and they're not, they're not decoying and it's frustrating as hell. You're like, you're mixing up decoys. You're doing stuff. is everything you could possibly think of adding decoys, taking decoys away, brushing in the blind more. It's like, when it's and not successful, the... you have to work so much harder than when it's easy. Like when the birds are just committing <laughs> suicide, there's no work in it. Like they're just plus add in the additional embarrassment of you are responsible for this. Exactly. It You're sucks. staring at these four or five people, and they're looking back at you like, "You did this to us." Yeah, and most, <laughs> and, and most people like if you don't if you don't get anything, maybe I shouldn't say most, but I know a lot of guys are like, you know, let's do a do over. You know, here's a credit for another day. Let's let's. Let's try this again. Joe, you know? Joe had such a fucking good line about that um, because they do not do that in uh, Feet Down. Or I shouldn't say they don't. Maybe they do sometimes. I'm not there every day. But um, he says if anybody asks him for a discount, somebody he'll say, I don't know. I will go ask the farmer if we can get a discount on that lease, and I'll get back to you. Well, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's like the only industry. It's like uh, where else? I mean, there's just literally no other industry where that where that's the case. It's like, well, hey, this didn't work out. Well, hey, I didn't win on the scratch off. Can I get another one? That's exactly what Joe says too. Oh, really? It's so such a good line. <laughs> I love that line. It's it's so perfect. It's like, well, no. <laughs> I mean, I no. it's like, would you work for free? That's the other one I always say. It's like, would you just put in a a full day of labor, and the building isn't built yet? So I guess today was free. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, no. I'm I get paid per hour no matter what happens. Okay, exactly. I just busted my ass. This is how I'm making my this is my job. Right. I'm, I'm getting paid. But I mean with that said, I mean like I've done it because I just out of guilt. I probably shouldn't. It's a bad business model, but it's like it just sucks. Point being is I want my clients to have a good time. I want them to be successful. You know, right. I want to be for those good, people I that be a nice think guy too. Yeah, for those people that think guys are just trying to scam. You know, it's like, no, <laughs> I promise you or not. It sucks when it doesn't right. work out. It sucks. It, yeah. Like I said, you get all the, all the benefits of failing plus the embarrassment of doing it <laughs> with an audience. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's not, it's definitely nothing nobody wishes for. That's just, it's, it's a stupid, it's, it, I don't know. I guess there's just especially those snow goose clients that show up with just sparkles in their eyes and oh, two cases of ammo. You like, mean every every group ever? <laughs> yeah. Except for return customers. Those ones are good because they know what they're in for. But that's like the conversation I have with every new group of clients in the snow goose field. This is like and I always say it jokingly, my pretty much my opening line is like, All right, have you guys ever snow goose hunted before? Nope. I go, Oh, you didn't you weren't watching YouTube videos, were you? Uh yeah. Ah oh, fuck. <laughs> well, we'll drive around and jump shoot this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And I go, oh, let me tell you something. Those things are cool and they can happen, but those are rare events. Just, it won't be today, I hate to tell <laughs> it you. Probably won't be today. 
and uh, they get it. You know, there's you, you watch them kind of go through the emotions, and then by the end of the day, we're all laughing, and, you know, we got to shoot our guns a few times, and maybe we were even blessed enough to have a few dead birds at our feet. Um, they're pretty happy, you know, once they get it. I, the, the biggest example of that was the one year these guys, they came in from Colorado too, and they flew in to Sioux Falls, went straight to Shields, bought five cases of ammo. Oof. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of ammo. Uh, yeah. Like each person had their own case for two days of hunting. Oh. They were watching YouTube videos. What's the most what's the most ammunition you shot in a single day snow goose hunting? I have my number. Hmm. I'll think about that. I don't um mm, three boxes maybe? In one day I shot seventeen boxes. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> we had to have like two ammo runs. Wow. At least one, yeah. Maybe it is more. Now I think about it, maybe it is more than three. But it's, um, I mean, three is a lot. I don't have an extended mag though, too, so I'm not really a good, uh, a good. Uh, oh yeah, Vinci. sample for the study. We had a guy shooting a Vinci that wasn't used to it, and it busted his finger open real good. And like uh, in Oklahoma, I've seen that a couple times with those Vinci's. Have you? No. Has, you, has your finger ever gotten fucked up from it? No. I've how seen do that a couple times? How do you do that? I don't know, you but it's holding like, the it, gun really weird. Like you have to have your finger near the action is the only thing I could think of. It's it's like the trigger guard just it was not like oh, a mm. little cut. It was like look at all that fucking blood. Like holy balls. Mm. Um, do you want to borrow my gun? Like here, wipe the blood off of your guns. No, not me. Uh, I've seen it a couple times. Huh, have you ever um do, do, uh, does yours ever jam where you shoot it and the safety is stuck? Yes. What is that? Is that just a debris issue? I don't know. They don't. I, I don't think Da Vinci's like to be dirty. <laughs> I really I think don't. That's... Like they, you got to clean. Thank God they come apart in three seconds because you got to run clean ammo. They don't like the cold. I mean, it really isn't isn't a great commercial <laughs> for the Vinci uh, as a waterfall gun. But um, no, unfortunately, I I wish I I wish I could be I could say it didn't jam often but it does if it's cold i know i'm gonna have jamming issues that's right just, well that's just what finale it doesn't sponsor the show no. hey but i did pick up a couple sponsors i still like it did you yep they don't know they're sponsoring the show oh. yet <laughs> and they haven't definitely haven't given us any compensation but oh, i'm just well. gonna throw out like boss ammunition oh sponsor the show there you go bye boss bye Shoot boss can i <laughs> can, that's probably not a good time for me to say that i tried the boss experiment this year and don't doesn't really pattern very good on my gun hmm. maybe you got to find a different choke or uh probably drop pallet sizes maybe that could be too i mean uh, um, losing I'll, pellets maybe losing some density in your center punch yeah maybe i mean uh, it's be. and i didn't really put anything on paper either i'll give that disclaimer but doing some water swatting wasn't super impressed with the pattern on the water what pellet size ah we did was it three fives? I think those should be enough to cover your holes from like a two steel. I would you'd think. think so. Yeah, that's all. I was like, hmm. I don't know. I can't say it resulted in any more dead birds, but then again, I had a weird. I don't really think I shot my gun a whole lot this year. So 
Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't the greatest of years either. But, I mean, really, and I did say this at the time. I'm like, you know, I really do need to just put some downrange on paper and see what it's actually doing. You know what? For the price, what I think I priced them out there like a dollar eighty a shell. Once you, mm-hmm. what, like per squeeze, you get a dollar eighty. Like okay, you get about just under the performance of lead. And now let's look at any other premium pellet alloy. And then you're talking about tungsten. And then you're talking about four and a half dollars. Like it's just the only practical. Right. It's the only practical thing to shoot for guys that are sick of cripples. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it on a fundamental level. And if I had to change my choke, then that's then I should probably change my choke. I mean, if it... If well, they're sponsoring the show, so I think you should stop talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm not really talking shit. I'm just being honest. Um, well, good. They're sponsoring the show. Sweet. I'll let them know sooner than later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they won't listen to this one anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, Higden, Higden Outdoors. Higden outdoors. You know what would be There's, cool? They're sponsored, oh, cool. too. Oh, kid, yeah. You know what we should try to do? We should get somebody on from boss they could either sit in on a waterfall wednesday or we could do a full length uh, episode sometime that would be super interesting and they could they could go full nerd out on it and they could just tell me what i need to do to my gun to make it shoot right and i will listen to them because they know what they're talking about hell yeah um other than that well should we end this one i guess i mean uh... i think i'm good i don't really have i i will say this as far as uh like bitching about clients i have relatively few bad stories i have far more i mean it's a ridiculously lopsided graph of great clients versus shitty clients in fact i can only really think of one shitty client oh yeah as far as like from a guiding perspective the clients i've had people say to me are is everybody just stupid like no everybody is actually really interesting and safety conscious and pretty experienced hunters you get those beginners but most of the time if you get beginners they're taking your advice and right and and doing everything they're supposed to and you know not being wild crazy drunken idiots like I, i've had great great experiences with customers well I, I got a ton of return customers coming this uh this spring for snow goose hunting i just got another message today asking me if i was guiding again i'm like yep south dakota hell give yeah dean, brother give dean a call and uh we'll do it again are you so, guiding are you guiding for dean yep premier flight premier flight right yep, yep. so That'll so be... somebody made an offer to me that said they wanted nothing to do with snow goose guiding, but they'd give me half and let me use a spread if I went and sat in a field in South Dakota for a month. I was like, that's tempting. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they would book it. They would book me full and give me half, and they just didn't want to be there. Wow. Is that what do you think? Should I do that? <laughs> probably. If you can get the time off of work. Probably. I should I should get the get a calculator out, I think. Do they need another guide? <laughs> yeah, no shit. Sorry, dude. Like, dude I, I was like, dude, why don't you just go do that? And he's like, I'll tell you what, Nick, I'll give you half of it just if you do it. And I was like, Ugh, yeah, true. That's a, that's a that's a really good deal, actually. <laughs> it's probably the highest paid snow goose guide in the world. Seriously. <laughs> I've invested nothing in this spread. Let's ruin it. And then <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh man, that's a pretty good deal. But I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually getting pretty pumped. I got one I got one last uh ice You've fishing. Got that, uh... Not to bore you, but I have one last ice fishing tournament to get through and then that's February twenty eighth. Come March, I'm a South Dakotian. But so. you got uh, those genetics that um find it enjoyable sitting in a field from sun up to sundown same field multiple days in a row like you just enjoy that right uh i just enjoy being out 
I mean, yeah, whether whether yeah. I'm chasing feeds or, you know, I don't it's know. I, know that I, do I don't know that I say I, I I'm impartial to it. Let me put it that way, because there's times I'm sitting in the same field wondering should we be chasing feeds, but I've chased feeds long enough to know that that's not a guarantee either. I've done the work. Right. I've moved to spread every single day and experienced the same heartbreak that I can just sitting in the same field. Plus your clients are muddy and miserable if you're yeah, doing that and pissed off when they don't shoot. Nothing. The only thing is that it is somewhat of a placebo. If they know that there was birds in that field the day before, because yes. a lot of clients will ask that, oh, were they feeding in this field yesterday? No, but the birds we see today likely aren't even the same birds that were in this County yesterday. So it doesn't right. really matter. You know, once you kind of, talk them through the process of how the migration really works you know yeah but, they seem but you to are right it. they do kind of have that like well we did everything we could today we were on the field they were on yesterday and blah 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 and like oh, we just didn't work out right and how often especially in the spring you you can put birds to bed they don't go anywhere near that field the next morning I mean, that's no, just, they might just how it is that, that, they get up off that bed about a half hour after sunset and they migrate the fuck somewhere <laughs> exactly <else. laughs> I mean I don't know I, I it, it doesn't bother me, but it is part of the job of having to um, explain that to the clients that expect you to chase feeds. You know, it's like, mm, we could do that, but I'm telling you, I've done it, and there's no guarantee you're going to have a higher success rate. It's just right. really not. I mean, I don't know. I I've just enjoy it, being, out being out there. Lower. In some situations, I've heard of people getting lower success rates out of like a, a feed chaser compared to a really like tried and true migration spot yeah i i actually would tend to agree with that and i think the good thing about to give dean and premier a little bit of a commercial is that he's been hunting that area for so long and he's built up a relationship with those landowners that he has the numbers to back it up like he knows which fields you know because of that lake there that always holds birds and they fly out this direction you know like he's got the fields in really high traffic areas and in my opinion, when you're dealing with migration birds, that's that's your best bet. Right. Just, it is. Know, play the numbers. And as far as, you know, doing work is concerned, yeah, set it once. But it, but here's the thing. I don't just set it and forget it. I'm constantly changing that spread because the wind changes every damn day. So I got to change the spread around. I got to move blinds around. Like, there's not very often <coughs> I don't mess with the spread. There's not very many days that I don't mess with the spread. Yeah, it's fun to try stuff too yeah for sure so all right man well yeah that's enough uh there's no bad topics yeah that was awesome all right we banged a couple of months cool all right man we'll talk to you later all righty brave anglers search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv